Can you say that one more time? <laughs> I'm going to get dragged. I don't care. I don't eat Mexican food on the East Coast. I only eat it when I come back to L.A. Oh, everyone. <laughs> no, everyone does that. We Everyone knows that East Coast Mexican food is not hit. Always no Mexican. shame. Tried any, so if anyone has any recommendations, I'd love them. That can no, be only shade, full shade. <laughs> we'll take full in all shade. the shade. Yeah, yeah. No, the Mexican food in on the East Coast is so bunk, like it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know if it's the water. I don't know if yeah. I don't know. It's it's unbelievable how. I don't want to say bad, but it's just like not up to par. I I believe that. And I'm also vegan, so I only, of course, eat vegan Mexican food. And I think LA is like the Mecca for that. So <laughs> yeah, bias. How long have you been vegan for? I've been vegan for three years now. Three years. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 2020 vegan. Well, 2019 vegan. 19 vegan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was like something that you came to realize like when you're like home alone, you're like, I'm I'm gonna go vegan. No, okay. Yeah. Well, my brother was vegan for like years before and he's been always telling me to. And I finally was like, you know, I'm gonna just dive in. It's not because of like animal rights, religious beliefs. It- I'm just kidding. It's, I mean, it's all, not all of it, but it's definitely animal rights. And because I'm the vegan that doesn't, you know, I don't use laundry soap that tests on animals either. You know what right. I mean? Like I'm that. Vegan. <laughs> I don't even know how that works either. Every time, you know, they're like, they test it on animals. I'm like, why? I know it's so ridiculous. And like adding milk to everything just doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but it has a lot, it has a lot to do with animal rights like for me animal rights and like environmentally um because we know that like environmentally veganism impacts black and brown people the most Mm -hmm. um with like food deserts and things like that and we know historically like black and brown people were only given like scraps like our ancestors (laughs) like not even given meat um maybe sometimes or like the worst part (laughs) of the animal so um it's just kind of reclaiming that as like, you know, as veganism has become so quote unquote Americanized and, you know, inaccessible to black and brown people, even though those are the cultures that veganism came from and now they can't even afford it. That's like a big thing. I'm like, why I, you know, practice it and like give back to my community and like that way to like providing them vegan food. So. This is the first that time was... I've ever heard that type of going veganism. <laughs> I like that. I mean, that's great that you, it's because of cult, your culture. For sure. Not for PETA. I mean, I'm <laughs> <laughs> too. I mean, love PETA. Love you, PETA. <laughs> You're currently just chilling by the beach, hanging out, catching Absolutely some waves. Absolutely <laughs> As you know um currently wearing many hats I actually was so upset I was like I should have worn a cool hat for this podcast and I was like I completely fucked up already I should have I should have worn one of my cool hats I have a cool hat um but all That's that to say to not, I'm in LA but I'm working remote for Urban Outfitters so I'm working on East Coast time mm-hmm. so there's that from like nine to five and then, of course, I have, like, other L.A. things, you know, like, writing and modeling and, like, pursuing those things as well, like, on both coasts. So, you know, never really take a hat off, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> yeah, never take a break. When I started this podcast, I the tagline originally was anything but hats. Mm. I wasn't trying to go that direction. But it did stem from hats from the beginning (laughs) because at my first agency, they told me I wore many hats and I had no idea what that meant. And so I went home and I Googled that. And then I was like, oh, 
it's an idiom. What's an idiom? And then I Googled what's an idiom. And then I was like, I love- wow, I'm an idiot. No, that's a good compliment. <laughs> it was a good compliment. If if I knew what it was at the time. I'm just I was like staring them blank in the face. But like- that's that's crazy that you're you're not on break yet. You're still grinding. As you know, being in like the creative fashion, just creative industry in general, mm-hmm. you're always like if you're like freelance, you're just always you're looking for work, networking, like doing things you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like ingrained in our lifestyles, I would say. I thought you were into- taking a break. No, <laughs> I will for like a couple of days for the holidays, but you know, I love it. So. Oh, you love it. You love the grind. I do. I love the grind. I was an <laughs> athlete. I think, you know, that part of me just like lives on, you know. It was athlete first thing, girl boss era. And then now oh my- hustle culture. I mean, I think athleticism and like hustle culture um, go hand in hand. Yeah, I like attribute a lot of my, you know, wins and like my mindset. Um, I attribute it to my history with being an athlete. Um, I played softball my whole life um, and I went to college for it. They do one for Long Beach State. Um, shout out Long Beach. Um, Long Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Long Beach. Oh my God, I used to go to Long Beach all the time. It's like one of my favorite places. But yeah, I just think you know, being a woman of color, like in any industry, in any place where you're grinding, it's like, kind of have to work 10 times harder than everybody else. Oh, <laughs> and that's just like, right. Know? Yeah. Do you do? Did you grow up in Long Beach? No, well, I grew up in LA. Um, uh-huh. I have family. I like grew up between um, the Inland Empire and like East LA grew up like between those two places um, my whole life and then I went to college in Long Beach and then now I live in Philadelphia which is crazy. (laughs) Philly's great. I just got back from the west coast and everything about the the west coast is entirely different from the east coast. I mean we've all knew that from the get but now like would you ever move back to the west coast? I mean, I lived here my whole life, Uh so, like, there's so much for me to explore on the East Coast, Um, and I've only been there a year, and I absolutely love it. Like, I love everything about it. I love the pace, um, the people, like, the culture, just everything. Um, Everyone says, like, oh, you like... We got a problem on our hands. (laughs) I mean, I I love it on the East Coast, but, like, West Coast is, like, where my heart is, because my family's here, you know, so... Right. Um... But, you know, I live bold. Oh, my God. She never sleeps. Never. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I'll sleep on the flight from L.A. to um, Philly. and this is where many hats presented by Desar, where we talk about your main gig then we talk about your side hustle sofia venezuela is a writer and model wellness writer and matcha lover to be exact something i do every day multi-passionate creative based in philly known from social media sofia built an online community that delves into all things self-care body positivity fashion and community work I recognize Sophia from her work with Urban Outfitters and modeling the sweatsuits for Yaoi. Can't wait to get down with all the elixirs and potions we're going to drop on the show, but it will be part of this wellness journey we're all on together. Please welcome Sophia Valenzuela to wear many hats. Oh, 
I loved that introduction. Oh my God, that made my heart so happy. <laughs> I am here. I like, can't wait to get to know you too. And I'm so happy we're connecting. Get to know me. Yeah. That's so sweet. I wonder if the guests like research me, the hosts, before they come on. A little bit, but I need to, you know, dive in more. But, you know, we'll talk. We'll talk offline. <laughs> I knew you through the grapevine of the Yowie posts and thought, oh, wow, she looks great in the sweatsuits. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would if I wore color, I would totally wear the sweatsuits, but yeah, I would look like I'd work in Willy Wonka's factory, to be honest. <laughs> I definitely felt like that in some instances, but no, I totally align with you. It's day or night. I could just be wearing all black one day, but then I just love color too. So mm -hmm. usually in like <laughs> Yeah, they look so comfy. They really are. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> They really are. And it was such a pleasure to work with Shannon and her team. It was such an organic um, partnership, honestly. Um, like I came to Philly and I was like, okay, where are like, cause you know, in LA, there's so many like different brands and people like going on and I'm like, okay, but I like to get down to the nitty gritty when I go to like a different city. And I'm like, all right, where's the heartbeat of the city? Like, where's the culture? Like, and immediately I, I was think I was walking down, um, the street that Yowie's storefront was on and I walked in and I was like I absolutely love this place it's like my first week in Philly and I was like I love this I love everything about it I'm obsessed with this like I want to buy everything um and so I bought a few things <laughs> and um, I for the brands that I worked with um I freelanced with Yowie actually carried them so I was like okay I was like this is this is awesome so I like want to get to know more um, about the brand so I like did some research and then I asked some of like my coworkers, and they're like oh yeah like Yowie's dope like such a well-known Philly brand so I was like a huge like fan of them from the get-go like always showing each other love like we follow each other on Instagram when I first like got here DMing and then I think it's probably like yeah a little bit under a year later um, Shannon reached out to me to model for her new sweat collection so that was really exciting that is. What are some of the brands in the store that you worked with before? One off the top of my head was Gold. Have you heard of Gold? It's a matcha company. Well, they oh, have way more than In my head, I thought it was the the other wellness powder. There's like matcha oh. and then there's a... Uh, there's another Ooh, brand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's Gold with, without the E. Gold. A lot of people pronounce it like Goldie, but like it is Gold. Wow. Um, that's the... <laughs> the brand's name but yeah I worked with them um in the past and I still have a good relationship with them so once I saw that they were there um with Yowie, I was like okay and that's the best matcha in the world I'm just gonna say it on the market Ooh. um black do you know who you're talking to <laughs> I'm matcha king you know I, I mean I've tried them all and that's the best one you tried them all, <laughs> mm -hmm. all I like, like yeah that one's the best so what other that's that's wild i'm it's great to talk to a matcha scientist on here I right mean, now i still need to try have you tried a matcha martini no i have, have not i haven't either but i really want to go to a bar and be like but they have to have it in la right like not in philly if i go to philly now for a matcha team to be like get the fuck out of here <laughs> they would totally be like yeah get out like um, if I go to LA, they'll be like, oh yeah, it's $35. Oh yeah, totally. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, matcha is my love language. I just literally posted that on my Instagram story today. That's so funny. But yeah. She only sees green. Green all the time. I'm, after, I'm in my bag. Only see green, only drink. That's what I like to hear. When you're in your bag, that maybe that's why we love matcha so much. Oh my god, I always thought that like, and it gives you um, doesn't like heighten your cholesterol, um, has antioxidants. I mean, the list goes on. It's like, what's there not to love? What is there not to love? The green, I, you know, I that and money, getting your money bag. <laughs> I really never put the two together, but 
maybe that's why life has been so good for me as of late. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I switched from coffee to matcha, it's been different. Listen, the way of life. And when I got to the East Coast, everyone was like, matcha, like you're you drink coffee here on the East Coast. Like it's a coffee, it's a coffee place. And I'm like, mm, sure. I tried it for like a week, absolutely hated it. I was like, absolutely not. So quickly made the switch back. But now I do like a matcha chai if I want like an extra. That's like my quote unquote espresso shot. I just mm-hmm. do like some chai. That's as far as I'll go. <laughs> Have you bobbed to a bunch of spots in Philly since you've been there? It's so Philly is where I grew up as well. Delaware County to be exact, Delco baby. If you can't hear <laughs> the accent, it's because I don't have the accent. But <laughs> I Philly is ever so changing, evolving. There's been so many new restaurants from middle child two robbers just opened up and i mean yeah we has got has got that hotel going on i stay at the archway up in fishtown all the time because i'm that i'm bougie <laughs> Love that. once you get to know me i don't even know if bougie is like the word anymore it is i think when I think of bougie, I think of, for some odd reason, I think of obviously bad and bougie. I think of obviously okay. me goes all the way. So I, and then when I think of bougie, bougie specific, I think of Cardi B. I love Cardi B. All of my friends from college literally were like, she is your alter ego. Like that, she is me. I love her. She is me. <laughs> I am her. <laughs> <laughs> But bougie, I just feel like now I'm like next level bougie. Mm-hmm. Not next level bougie, but I'm like, there's bougie, but then like, I'm like simplified bougie. You know, I'm like simple bougie. Like, I don't want the flashy in bougie. Yeah. Luxury, subtle luxury, as I like to call it. Right. Yeah. Right. Very subtle luxury. Very subtle. Yeah. Uh, I was at a party the other night and my friend, before I pulled up, I was like wearing a puffer. This is the first season I'm wearing this puffer. And he comes up to me and he's like, dude, who makes your puffer? And I'm just like low key, like, oh, this is some like, this is a bo- Bottega. And he was, <laughs> and he just like stares at me. And I was like, damn. Okay, let's just go to this party. Let's just like not talk about it. <laughs> Let's forget I said that. Yeah, I love. That. Yeah, yeah, subtle luxury. No, like green boots or anything. Even though I love the green boots, but what's your uh, take on subtle luxury? Subtle luxury. I mean, as far as like wearing, if we're gonna talk about like labels, the only label like I'll wear prominently is like Telfar. That's as far as like wearing something out, and you're like, oh, that's that's luxury I'm like yeah it's it's black owned luxury like, they got like the luxury. best commercials the best Instagram oh. best TikTok I mean, they're amazing I love them um but yeah that's as far as I'll go as far as like luxury fashion um you know I'll only I'm not gonna like fangirl over a brand just because they're a designer it's like what's no. what's underneath this who is their owner right right no because you Um, give simple you give you give comfortable you give comfy like right now you look really comfy I am really comfy I'm still my brother's um Pangaea is it Pangaea yeah Pangaea Pangaea. one of those I stole his his luxury hoodie this hoodie costs more than like my wardrobe for sure um so I was like I'm gonna take this and steal it (laughs) that's so sweet and like working in fashion I'm just like I need to be comfy all the time like always running around always doing something comfortable shoes um really into sneakers and like clogs anything comfortable but then like heightening it with like an accessory or like a pop of color or getting like a sweatsuit and a blazer like a track pant and a blazer like that's dope you know I keep forgetting that you work in fashion. You do work in fashion at Urban Outfitters. It just like, yeah. like <laughs> slipped through my mind that like, 
uh-huh. Urban Outfitters is like, you know, not it's like department, but like fast fashion sort of. But like, you know, I don't know. Like I knew every when I lived in Philly, everyone I know worked at Urban. It was like mm-hmm. how they got their start. Right. And I mean, like the last time I was at the Urban offices, this was years ago. I saw LCD Sound System perform before they like broke up. Oh, this is a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, Urban Outfitters, it's, they're still, in the, I went to an Urban Outfitters like an hour ago. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Of <laughs> by Times Square. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh my God. That was the first. So I've only been to New York one time for three hours at exact Urban Outfitters for a store event. And I was like, what the hell is going on? This is insane. Right. I was like, back to Philly, get me on the train back to <laughs> I like have to get out of here. It was nuts. It was like a big culture shock. Um, but yeah, I worked for Urban Outfitters um, along with like having my own personal brand and like freelancing for, you know, other brands that I've created relationships with, like modeling with them and writing with them um, and doing um, content creation via like Instagram and TikTok on my own but then I also yeah I work my corporate my corporate career is also with Urban Outfitters so um yeah it's it's a balance and I will say I'm just gonna give some advice on here for anyone who any creative that works in corporate America I know it's kind of like oh how can you be you know an inclusive and like diverse like advocating for like black and brown people but you work for like corporate America um and that's you know that's something people of color like wrestle with all the time you know um but with that being said like as a creative as like a person of color creative I think like it's super important to have your own why when you're in this industry at all like what is your own personal why that means a lot to you like I do my very best like as a Latina to be present in rooms that I know that people of color need to be in, or I create those rooms myself in this industry, or I make space for others. Um, And I feel like that's my duty while I'm here, you know, working in this like fast paced, creative, like go, go, go kind of industry. Um, And that's my why all the time. It's just to be that annoying person in the room. That's like, "Mm, that that campaign's not inclusive enough. It's not diverse enough. Oh, you got like black and brown people in casting, but like, you know, what about disabled people? Like, you know, I'm just like that annoying, like person in the room always, that's just like more and more and more. Um, but I feel like that's my, that's my why in this industry, like across everything I do, like modeling, writing, and like working, you know, for Urban Outfitters. So, um, and I don't align myself with one corporation. It's like, I'm not waiting for one corporation to like make my dreams come true or like be a reflection of my success. It's what I value as success. It's like, pouring money that I receive back into my community or you know helping people get their start you know it's like the second you <laughs> write yourself off and like sell your soul to a corporation it's just like all about them like that's your identity like that's when you like lose yourself and like that's when you burn out yeah that's my advice <laughs> for people who are like working in this industry or like you know maybe struggling with that I've never worked in corporate America. I've worked with a bunch of nonprofit art organizations in my life, but the brands that I've started with the podcast, Dasar, we almost sold ourselves out to all these brands that wanted to carry us a long time ago. And we just didn't want to take the bait. We didn't want to like buy it and sell ourselves off. Right now, I know it's different and it's always different for everyone, but a lot of people do this and like, it's not like, yeah, selling your soul. It's, I think we've, I mean, I think everyone has moved on from it and like, you gotta get that bag. You gotta support your family. But I I still wonder what my life would have been like if I did sell my, quote unquote, sell, sold my soul or just like a little bit of it and see where that would have took me but I don't think I would have started this podcast yeah probably not never met yeah we would have never met (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now things have changed and not I'm glad that there's more, you know, people standing up and you don't remind me of this, but it's kind of funny. I I wonder if Diet Prada had a voice. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I'm not saying it would be you, but I'm just saying that, you know, like <laughs> I I think it's funny that there's a there's a lot. Uh, I think it would be a lot of voices. A lot of voices for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, from the the beginning, speaking of Diaprada, speaking of meme pages too, uh, from the start when we were talking about matches and like research and whatnot, I was thinking of have you ever been on Patia's like meme page? And every time Patia's fantasy world, they they have like a some some type of funny meme, and then her her caption would be like the black girl with like the science goggles and and like the the. I know. I just kept thinking of that the whole time when we were talking. I was like, oh yeah, we're this emoji right now for sure. There's a lot of contradictions in this like whole industry, but once I've started, um, I started like my own like personal brand and like freelancing in 2020, I connected immediately with like black and brown people in the industry, in the freelance industry that had like hundreds of thousands of followers who had like the same like amount of followers as me. And like, we would genuinely connect and talk and network and talk about how corporations or like brands that we would want to freelance with would take advantage of us and would like give us different rates, but we'd be doing the same amount of work. So I'm just so blessed. Like shout out to every like um, woman of color and man of color that has like helped me in my own personal brand like these past, what, two years? I'm like navigating this, like with modeling. I'm not signed to an agency because I want the whole bag. I'm not giving my 20% up. (laughs) So like, I'll have other agencies reach out to me to like be on shoots and do campaigns like global campaigns. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm lost. Like, I don't have a lawyer. I have my fucking mom and my brother, <laughs> like, mm. you know, like and my family. I'm like, can you read this contract with me? Like, what am I signing? <laughs> like, like, what am I going to do? And that's when I would, you know, turn to women that I looked up to, you know, in the industry and they'd be like, oh no, babe, you need more. <laughs> it always be like ask for more <laughs> so um it's been tricky navigating that do you connect with any white people <laughs> yes I do am I just like am I sounding really <laughs> what am I sounding like <laughs> I do I do connect with white people allies mostly okay cool cool it's <laughs> a pro-white <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> No, I joke about that all the time. No, I I just think it's so funny. Just to just to I I I like that we're asking for more cuz as we should. We should ask yeah. for more. Right. We've been eating shit. We've been eating East Coast Mexican food for way too long. <laughs> Listen, I'm like my culture is where you're getting the trends from. So if you're going to tokenize me, I'm going to monetize off of your tokenization. Uh-huh. And you know <laughs> but then again it's about rep- it's about representation it's about you know like you know so I'm in a campaign I'm like okay well I would hope that you know someone is like wow like I love to see like you know someone career like her like wearing clothes or like I used to have really really bad acne um and I actually got casted for um, a global makeup campaign because I had acne. Um, and it was really cool because usually it's like in the industry, you would want someone with like perfect clear skin. But I was casted because I didn't have perfect skin. My skin was really, really bad. Um, but yeah, and then just like being that representation for like, you know, people who identify with like having bad skin. And then I was like on the campaign. So representation is a lot it's not always about the money but <laughs> representation too for sure right oh man acne it's you look like you don't you look like you have a great skincare regimen Thank you. drop it Thank you. lengthy and it's, it's expensive <laughs> yeah 
totally. But I mean, it took years of finding what works for me. Do they have black and brown, black and brown owned brands? Most of them, yeah. <laughs> I went to a holiday party last week with friends and friends of the show Speak Low, friends of the brand actually, Speak Low NYC in Bedsty, and we went to their holiday party, a bunch of great friends. We were all standing around and our friend, she comes up to me and she goes, hey, I want you to talk to my boyfriend about getting into skincare. And I looked at her and I was like, I am honored. <laughs> but also at the same time, come a long way from dudes talking about skincare out in public out in because right. yeah. i was i told this story while i was talking to the boyfriend about mm -hmm. getting in him into skincare and getting him to watch just washing his face with you know the right stuff no no <laughs> just so what and anyways so i told him like a couple years ago when i start first started this podcast one of my previous producers and mentors came on the podcast we didn't air this episode but I was in Red Hook and this guy asked me what the podcast was about and I told him and I told him about mind you this white dude in his like 40s I guess and this was last year and I the person that was hosting the party she came on the podcast and he asked like would you guys talk about it? and i was like yeah we would talk we should have been talking about photo and video production but actually we all we talked about was skincare and he was like Ugh. like he made a face and i oh and i was God. like bro what you got and first off you ugly second off like <laughs> damn well, you like can't. you clearly don't like wash you know, like yourself at all i like cannot believe like that he did that and i was like wow this is grounds for like throwing hands honestly at this point so i like told that story at speak low about the this like how we come right. al like come a long way from dudes like you know getting into skincare and then so then me and the other friends, other dudes came up together and we all encouraged them to get into skincare and we dropped our brands. We dropped it all. And it was just hilarious because I was like, wow, look at us. And now we are starting a boys night out and getting our man, getting manicures, pedicures. That is yeah, amazing. we're doing a whole. Yeah, we're all like, we're all cis straight males <laughs> so, i love that i love that so much men deserve you know to take care of themselves too as you should right <laughs> i mean i i go korean spa like once a month i get massages once a month but oh, the, cool. the funny part is that i don't do i don't do mani petty though that's and like to hear other dudes do mani petty it's great but I just haven't had the time, but massages, I always have the time because I'm always linking and building. I'm like Bob right. the Builder in this. <laughs> That's great. You should you should definitely get a Manny Petty. It's it's really it's really good. It's self-care. Self-care. Yeah, I would love like a facial. I like the whole like the whole it's just kind of interest interesting to like bop around at spots that like you would think that only women go to but like now dudes can totally go to yeah it's, it's refreshing it's refreshing <laughs> the world is changing yes get with it or get lost Boy. <laughs> when you were modeling all these brands and you're in these global campaigns was it hard to turn down some of the brands that offered like big money but like the brands itself is just like complete but yes absolutely um and you know like fashion nova like i oh. <laughs> the way they reached out literally not too long ago and i was like 
I thought about it. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't. It's like totally just like that. When it comes to modeling for specifically, I have experience modeling for um, makeup brands and like athleisure brands too um, and skincare brands. And on that side of things, as you know, I'm vegan and I told you what kind of vegan that I am. So it's like, if the brand doesn't also have those same values, it would look a little funny um, to me. You know, right. I would- It's not just eating. Yeah. Um, so I would feel a little weird about it. So yeah, I did, you know, get some offers for things, but it, it made it that much better when I did, you know, find a brand that like aligned with me and my, you know, values and morals. And we were able to, you know, collaborate. Um, that's awesome. When that happens, it doesn't always happen. <laughs> <laughs> did you start your modeling career while you were in philly or in la i was in la yeah so i actually i started off like freelance content creating for brands via my instagram account um and i would work with like you know brands that they like they were sold in target um they might have been like quote unquote smaller brands like i don't know i hate that term smaller brands it's like what makes them smaller like their instagram following like it just doesn't make any sense like they are a full-fledged corporation <laughs> like, i'm confused <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would work with brands on instagram and i would do like user-generated um content and they would ask me to you know like either record a video like for my tiktok or for their tiktok then the money would come in there or I would do, you know, like Instagram posts, money would come in from there or like Instagram stories. That's different. That's like a different rate of money um, to work that way. And then once I started working with, you know, a few brands um, on that, that way, then I started getting offers to like shoot at home. This was like, you know, COVID times. They're like, can you shoot a campaign at home? We're going to use it on our website. So it was like, modeling at home <laughs> but like full-fledged like for like a whole collection uh my first um modeling collection that I did for like a like more well-known brand was girlfriend collective um and they like sent me this whole like spring shoot uh, this whole like spring shoot idea um all the clothes and they were like okay self-shoot it at home and then we're gonna like put it on our website as like the e-commerce um leads so that was like my first test run in that. And then from there, um, that was like early, that was like late 2020, early 2021. And then um, after that, I got reached out to by Urban Decay Cosmetics to do a global makeup campaign. This is the brand that reached out to me because I had bad acne. Um, and I was so vulnerable, like on my Instagram page um, about my acne journey, about like, I didn't like to go outside, like my face hurt, like I was embarrassed, like I didn't smile, like. I hated it. It was like a really tough journey, but I got casted with them to um, model the campaign that's actually coming out um, in 2023, early 2023. So that'll be exciting to like actually see it. Um, but yeah, so for that specific shoot, it was like casting agency reached out to me, signed a contract. I went on set um, and that was like my first experience, like on a set, like full blown had like catered to nails done hair done makeup done styled out like full-blown and I didn't have any modeling experience like I'm not like you know what I mean <laughs> so I went on this shoot with other models that literally are cast to agencies have been modeling for 10 years they're like um well what agency are you with and I'm like um uh, myself <laughs> and they're like girl get after it like you know what I mean um because they, you know when they have an agency they have to you know give a portion to them they're like dude keep they're like if you can get casted with, with like brands like this without an agent keep going because you know the more money you make the more they'll take <laughs> so um but that was really fun and um once I got that experience of being on set for Urban Decay I was like okay I actually really like this and um I want to keep pursuing it so yeah so you're just at the beginning yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, there's a few agencies in New York that I've been talking to um, and that I've been wanting to work with for a while. Um, but now that I finally live on the East Coast and I feel like I have roots planted now, um, I definitely want to pursue that over there and see what I could do. When you said that on your social media, you went vulnerable, how hard was it to go vulnerable? I feel like going vulnerable, I know that on 
social media, you people obviously try to share the best version of themselves. Like I'll give you an example, right? I just did a big job. And after this big job, check him in. It was great. That same day, I was bopping around to like all these stores like Margiela and I was like Rick Owens. I, I was like out there, but on IG and I was like storing my fits. Like I'm just like looking really, I'm looking really good. And I, but I'm not buying any of these things. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> trying it on. And like, I'm not spending any money. I've just, I'm just a huge fan of browsing and but on IG, it's just showing that like I'm out here just like shopping for fits. What people don't really yeah. know is that that day I was actually like returning a few items. And when I was returning a few items, I was returning it on city bike. And I have a photo of me riding on a city bike with like all these like things on it. Like one of those people in like Times Square, like with like a bunch of like knickknacks trying to sell stuff. But no, I was just like, on my way to go return things from certain spots that I purchased stuff for an event. And the, the, the funny part is like, I totally can get an Uber and like, it's not a big deal. I can totally get all this stuff, but I kind of like was bringing it back to the old days of how I couldn't afford an Uber, but it was just like, I'm in a fine, I'm like in a totally different space now, but I just like wanted to bring it back to just see how it would be like, of just like, riding around being like i have all day to do it i'm at my own time but in like social media doesn't see that side you know they're just seeing like yo man's like out here like what like he's and i'm just like no i'm just doing what everyone else is doing on social media so to go with like the vulnerable route like i have i've never the most vulnerable thing i po- i post a bunch of my work on social media as a lot of people do but the most vulnerable thing i've ever done is post my music for the first time awesome yeah everyone can check that out smog cutter two new singles out there all platforms that's great thank you very much and but that was like and i'm dropping the lyrics and these are like very personal to me but it has nothing to do mostly with like paid work this is just like like even doing this podcast, even doing the show. And when I listen back and I'm hearing everyone's like voice and wanting to like, I appreciate everyone coming on here and like sharing their story. And I realize, wow, this is like, this is very vulnerable, you know, and I'm posting it and it's like, it's like a totally different social media is just so weird. So I feel like how, how do you feel every time you have to drop a story that a brand wants you to make. First of all, I love that. I mean, the bag is there. <laughs> Listen, the bag, I'm going after it. I'm in it. Well, first of all, I want to say that's so awesome that you're pursuing music too and like something that you love and you're passionate about and you feel, you know, confident enough to post it. Um, that's so awesome. I can't wait to check it out. But with that being said, on the note of being vulnerable, my okay. God, I... I started my Instagram off basically like creating my community of people that I talk to on there and that follow me and like my life. I posted like nothing but like realness, like from day one. It's like, hey, like I'm doing this brand shoot, but like, you know, (laughs) like I'm doing it in my bedroom (laughs) with like a ring light. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I've always been transparent like online. So I've just been like that since day one and I feel like you attract your tribe that way and like people who actually like value that and that like want to see you for who you really are Um, but totally in this industry like on like my own like freelance brand side of things like oh my god I'd be you know posting you know I'm on an urban decay shoot right let's just say I was I was there I'm like posting like I'm at I'm like you know on set I'm like on camera um but (laughs) little did like you know, people knew, like, I was still working retail at Urban Outfitters at that time, like, I was struggling, like, I, you know, I was, like, anything that I could get, I was hustling, I literally worked a shift, like, till probably, like, midnight the night before, and then at Urban Outfitters retail, and then I woke up at 7 a.m. for a call time at Urban, at Urban Decay, like, on set to model, 
there's that vulnerability that like not a lot of people know um and I tried to show as much as I could but you know a lot of it like was hard um and specifically like speaking to my Urban Outfitters like experience um yeah like I started off in Urban Outfitters stores as a retail associate in Huntington Beach shout out Huntington Beach store I love them so much I was literally working retail I was folding clothes I was getting things thrown at me I was picking up dog shit I was cleaning the toilet okay wait 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 someone let a dog shit in urban outfitters no way yeah i mean and then i picked it up that was like a daily thing <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> yeah i was literally in urban outfitters stores literally cleaning the toilets you know but in the same token i was thinking about my future self and i was like listen i'm here now but i know where i want to be which is like you know where i'm at currently i was like so how is she operating like you know mentally like I had to get to where I wanted to go mentally before I physically got there um and that's just something that I carried with me in like my my whole life but I was like okay so the girl that I want to be which is the girl that I am now um who's like you know in marketing in the thick of it on set like working with art direction conceptualizing shoots like doing all these things I'm like but right now I'm like a retail associate picking up dog shit I'm like okay so how am I like how can I break this mental you know um so I would literally go I would you know be posting a picture like at the beach like oh yeah like I work right across the street from the beach but like little did people know I'm like and also when I was working for Urban Outfitters Retail I was also freelancing for Urban Outfitters on social media so they would pay me to post um about like beauty and like fashion and that's like some of you know my start to how I got to corporate but like they'd be like okay um I'd be emailing um Urban Outfitters like social media team who I work with now (laughs) while I was on break in my retail store like you know what I mean it's like those are it's the reality of you know it's it's not glamorous the the life that I live and like have lived to like get where I am it's not glamorous whatsoever you know what I mean it's like grinding it's hustling um it's being at the bottom of the totem pole like I'm the youngest at um in my department one of the youngest in my company um and you know I I could take that as being like oh no like I haven't you know worked here long enough or I haven't like done enough but I'm like no I have I worked hard for this I was vulnerable I worked 10 times harder, you know, than I thought I ever had to, to get here. Um, so I want to share more about like, you know, that journey. And I have of getting from like where I was to like corporate America and being there now, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot that people don't see. Like I just posted like my year recap, recap uh, at Urban Outfitters (laughs) and like, it's like amazing shoots that came out. It's like, oh my God, look at all these cool clothes. Look at all these cool people. But like so much hard work went into it. Like on my, you know, what I did specifically, like sweating, like tears, blood, like literally unpacking boxes, like on my hands and knees, like setting out samples to like place on the models, like running around, like bringing racks of clothes everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so it's good to be vulnerable and I think a lot more people should see the vulnerable side of like the work that I do um and I I had to live it first like this first year I didn't share too much um but like going forward I definitely like want to share more about what it's like (laughs) that's good I mean it feels like you have been you have been sharing a lot doing the work I mean Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have reached out if you weren't doing the work but right. yeah, it's, and it shows that's, that's good. How do you maintain not putting so much pictures of your face on IG? Cause I have struggled doing that too. You know, where, where it starts to become like, <laughs> nar- like not, it's like, it just barely touches narcissism, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, here's a tip for you. Um, definitely so now I put just... other people's faces on there. Yeah, exactly. Um, other people's faces, like places you're going, like nature. Um, I love posting like um license plates or like 
just like funny things I see on the street like you know what I mean just like those kinds of things or like cars if you like or I don't know just like posting objects and then yourself and the outfit without your face um it's not it's not like so complicated but no I agree and it's hard because like I've been using Instagram as my business card mm-hmm. for years I'm like I want to get casted for things so I like have to post my face but I'm like sometimes I feel weird posting it so much right. so I get what you're <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard someone reached out to me for f- photo video work specifically and I'm just like that's so funny that everyone's just gathering it from like my IG, but I don't advertise myself as a photographer. Right. It's, it's very right. interesting how this world works now than it did before. Uh, for sure. Cause no um, one has a business card anymore in their pocket. No one does. My grandpa asked me all the time, can I have a copy of your business card? I'm like, grandpa, what I a don't. sweetie. You <laughs> know? And then I had my grandma, my grandma was like, well, I need to get an Instagram so I could see what you're doing. I'm like, period. So my grandma follows me on Instagram now. Um, like she, I mean, she just got an iPhone. Like I love her so much, but like, you know, like th- that was their a- their way to access right. like creative work that I'm doing because, you know, you can't always see it. Um, so that's really cute. But yeah, I mean, honestly, and in this industry too, you can't wait for someone to give you a title. It's like, if I waited no. for someone to give me a, a writer title, I'd still be waiting for it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, you just kind of have to do it and claim it yourself. And be like, no, I, I am this and I am that. And I'm not, you know, waiting for someone else to tell me my worth or like the work that I do. Yeah. I see a book in your future. You know what's funny? Thank you for saying that. <laughs> But you know, it's funny though. I actually do have a book. I have an ebook that's on my website. All the profits go to community fridge work that I do. So if you buy the ebook, um, that money goes towards like the personal work that I do, which is like work with community fridges. I'll like donate to them. I'll go out and like buy groceries for the community fridges or work with the community fridges to fund um, the food that they put in the fridges. So yeah. It's an affirmation ebook. So like, I'm really big on like quotes and like affirmations um, and self-care. So I created that book back in 2021. Yeah. And then, you know, people really supported and, you know, bought it. Um, and then that money went towards um, community fridge efforts. So yeah, that I do have an ebook, which is funny you said that. Um, but I'm also right now working on a book another book which is like surviving in your 20s that's not that's not the title (laughs) there's like a couple running titles but it's I just wanted to again like like affirmations but kind of like advice and wisdom that like I'm learning as I'm navigating my 20s um and I think it'll be really funny to look back on like when I'm 30 (laughs) so I'm like kind of writing I'm working on writing that right now and like each chapter is like an age that I'm in I'm just like navigating dating navigating being by coastal navigating career being a career woman navigating like you know taking care of yourself and stuff like that so it's like a passion project i'm working on which is funny that you brought it up (laughs) yeah your 20s are the hardest everything else it's like smooth sailing after Uh, that's what i've been hearing (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i'm not giving that all i just like that's my words of advice for like literally anyone but Mm -hmm that's that's good to know that's good to hear well hats off to you and everything that you do for some desire wear many hats solutions would you model the new wear many hats beanies yeah you can you can email me and we can talk rates and you can talk to my agency aka me i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm kidding i'll do it i was gonna say i was gonna say we we've had so many models on who are friends and i was just like wondering <laughs> Back in the day, it was always running gun, and then now everyone has. Oh, of course, we totally get it, you know. Um, but I just I always like to see like what people's faces are, you know, and like how how they how they react and and whatnot. Um, because Philly was like all about that, you know, back then in Philly, everyone just like always wanted to be a part of something, which was of like really cool. 
point it's like it's not always about like money or like what can I get out of collaborating with you it's like hold on like my friends have brands and like they've they've asked me to model for them or like I'm going to Mm -hmm. um in the coming months and it's just like yeah of course so like same with you I was just I was just kidding (laughs) no totally totally I I miss Philly for just a lot of you know the simple simple trees are just like coming going out and just like oh yeah you want to just like pop on over the studio and just like try some stuff on and whatever and then like get lunch and hang out and it's like t- today it's like so different it's uh it's it's uh always it's always got to be like what's in it for me type beat always that, always I mean, that's how you weed out sometimes people that you meet in this industry that, you know, they're only takers and they don't want to give or they don't want to truly collaborate. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, that's how you weed them out. It's like, all right, well, that we're just, you know, friends and doing it because, you know, we're aligned on the same thing we want, you know, people of color represented or like whatever it is. It's like, or we just want to like shoot cool shit. It's like, right. there's nothing wrong. It's, it's like just just that and that's enough <laughs> like being a part of something. right it's always hard to figure out figure it out at first you know when it's with friends it's like a whole different story and then when it's like strangers it's yeah it's it's a whole different ballpark and like yeah I mean I have trouble with this like constantly and it happens every year when friends want me to work with them and it's like I'm totally down for doing it out of the kindness of my heart. So does a lot of my other friends with like their projects. And and then with uh with strangers, it's very interesting because they don't like to like share, they don't like to share budgets before going right. in. They want to know they want to hear scopes and stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's really funny. With everything that you're saying right now, I don't think that you have a budget or like I don't think you have a plan but we can totally talk and it it's it's interesting it's the whole stranger friend yeah concept I, yeah it's it's bizarre but truly that's why I miss Philly of, yeah and I've met so many amazing creative people in Philly that are my friends um, and like friends of friends um and we're genuinely like when we get together um, we're like okay yeah like let's shoot this let's do this let's do that and it's just like it's so genuine like people are just wanting to in on one hand like just express themselves right um just you know again like yeah like you said be a part of something that's bigger than them like form community that's what communities form you know exactly and, like, but, yeah with that being said I would love to model <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah. probably joking before um but it's just, I mean, but that's how I've had to learn to carry myself as someone who is like, who freelances and like does things. I always have to like put that on first and be like, okay, well, I need to know my worth and then we'll talk. But I mean, when it's friends, it's different. <laughs> totally. I'm glad that we're friends now. Yeah, we're totally friends. Sophia, if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? Okay. Honestly, if I have to be honest, it's gonna be like Viva La Raza or like Chicana Power or like something like that. Like just mm-hmm. like repping my I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican. So like I feel like something like that and like old English or something, just like super like that on my chest would be so sick. Um yeah, final answer. Chicana. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Plug your socials, where can people find you? Um at Sophia V underscore on Instagram. Yeah, I'm mostly functioning on my Instagram. I also have my website where I post my writing that I've done um, for different publications um, and blogs. And that's um, sosof.com. But yeah, those are where you can find me. Thank you so much, Sophia, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Thank you so much. It was so great to meet you. And I'm really honored. Thank you so much for this. Until next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace.